0: Well, one of the episodes we just did—I think it's two more episodes of Game of Thrones were left—and we actually say, "Yeah, you know, when John just kills Danny, and well, that happened in a miserable way." That was- <laughs> wow! Yeah. Yes. I
1: heard that the other day, and ob- I. Th- at the end of the episode, you made it clear that you recorded it before that actually happened, and it blew my mind. Yeah, Winterfell had just because happened. I yeah. thought that you were talking about the show that you had seen. It, <laughs> it, it, like, you were so confident.
0: See, I feel awkward because usually at this point, I, I, I have a song ready, but this is the first time we actually have the sponsor. <laughs> oh, my God. With the song with us today. Oh. Hello. And Alina. <laughs> what? I challenge you to a game of pros. Oh,
2: oh, oh, you're going down.
0: to Game of Pros, everybody. It's Dave, Z and Alina here with you fighting it out once again.
2: As always.
0: And we are joined by two veterans, Mr. Ben Cross and Alex Fable, who is this week's sponsor, or not just a sponsor, so he's beating out Benny Menduro's, The Game of Thrones people, Rammstein for the theme song. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Like you get, And you guys keep laughing like this is some fantasy in my head, but the, the lengths I've gone to contact these people have been a waste of time. So thank you for giving us your time and that fantastic piece of music, which I love because it really reminds me of, like, we were talking those 90s computer games. We d- it does have yeah. a very 8-bit
3: <laughs> feel to it. That's true.
2: Which I feel like is perfect for our 8-bit show <laughs> that's that we have. Appropriate.
0: Awesome. I'm glad everybody appreciates it. All right, Alina, what's going on this
2: week? So, oh my God, after weeks, unfortunately, of us having to put this off, we finally. They don't know that. Well, they do now. We finally are here. And we are
0: in the home stretch of the last three episodes. Mm -hmm.
2: We only have, well, after this one, we have two more episodes until the season ends. And we'll rerun some episodes, see how people feel, maybe switch up the format.
0: So, last week, our guest was our good buddy, Chris Sikoris. It was very good of him to take his time to come and hang out with us or call in and hang with us.
1: Is his birthday today? Today. Oh, Oh, Happy birthday, in the
0: future from the past. Happy birthday, Chris. And (laughs) our prompt from Chris was overpopulation. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, How did you fare with this one?
2: I had a really strong idea. And I ran with it, and this is this is a little experimental for me, but we're gonna we're gonna try it out. Oh, I'm, mine's
0: I'm, weird as
3: shit. Yeah,
2: mine's <laughs> real weird. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try that out.
3: Wait, so he just prompted you with overpopulation? That's yes. It. We, had, we no, we had to, we had a choice. There's no overpopulation colon. Nope. No. Something else. Yeah. Nope. What what were your choices then? You said you had a choice.
2: Overpopulation and antibiotic resistance. Yes. But oh, we'd already had topical. We'd already had so. two episodes that we'd done that were about like medical like issues damn it so we were like yeah
3: couldn't have brought me on for any of those
2: what <laughs>
3: for those that don't know i work in the medical field
2: well we had ben christ did at asked us to do medical anomalies or medical, medical misadventures <laughs> yeah that was Ooh. it yeah
3: i like yeah. the alliteration
2: yeah
0: all right so this week you two are the judges uh thank you for coming on um, always a pleasure so are we just going to jump into this and go to town
2: I think we're gonna May get it as down. well. I don't got
0: much to say. Who's Jump in and out of town. That's up to you two to decide.
1: I'm indifferent. Um, That's up to you two
2: to decide who, how to decide.
1: Who went first last time? Uh, I did. You did, yes. Yes, I did. I, I'm always a fan of going back and forth. All right. I'm into that.
2: All right, so that Dave. Uh,
1: Dave, take it away.
2: <laughs> Dave, you're first. Dave Z.
0: All right. On the mic. This might be more advantageous for you. We'll see. Okay. All right, so um, let's take a trip... Out into space, and let's get weird with a story of bromance. Wake up, Maccabee! We're here! After snoozing from a four-month cryo nap, the last thing anybody wants to hear is the revelry of Todd Hunter. I switch my calm off, sitting up with a yawn, catching the soft lights of Durango's hollow shield dome outside the porthole window. Hey, don't turn me off, asshole! We're two months ahead of schedule, and I'm not losing time on account of you. Get that freight ready, suit up, and get to work. We're taking off in five hours. Should be plenty of enough time to visit with your boyfriend. Todd laughs obnoxiously at himself. Only Todd Hunter thinks Todd Hunter is funny. (laughs) Seven hundred forty-six million miles from Earth sits Pandora, a small moon situated on the outer ring of Saturn. On Pandora, one can find the farthest-reaching Earth colony in the Milky Way galaxy, the town of Durango. After Earth fell into a crisis of being far too overcrowded, the United States stood out as the world power with the best technological means to fix the problem. Humanity took to the stars implementing technology hidden from public eye for decades. Gravity relays able to create faster means of interstellar travel, colony ships, and even a galactic freight service to resupply the human outposts through the galaxy, which I luckily found myself working for. Earth came under the rule of a single world government that deemed all non-essential citizens to become voluntary pioneers to man and develop the colonies throughout the galaxy and beyond. Those who stayed behind? The best of us, as they called them. The doctors. The innovators. The innovators let's be honest, most of the pretty ones for breeding purposes, would we'll lead our home world into a new golden age as the rest sat forgotten amongst the stars. I make the typical trek down the hill of the landing zone in the sidewinder carrying a year's worth of supplies for the lead technician who runs the local watering hole here in Durango. The town is something out of a low bunch of Hollywood Western. Buildings cobbled together from scrap metal and old junk with less than savory individuals drinking the memories of home away. The most distinct... And quite frankly, ridiculous landmark in the center of town is the massive Vegas-style neon mechanical sign depicting a man dressed much like Willy Wonka, welcoming everyone to Durango's only performance of hall and bar, Gregson's. <sighs> Entering, I find the bar mostly empty due to off hours in an impromptu rehearsal for tonight's performance of Gregson's latest work, Casablanca. On stage, two very uncomfortable gentlemen stare at one another, one tall and lanky, the other a short, stocky, mustachioed man trying their hardest to stumble through the we will always have Paris seen between Rick and Ilsa. Cut! Cut! From the darkened audience, the man himself hits the lights in the barroom. Gregson, dressed in board shorts and a timey Bahama gear, stands disappointed, taking a long drag of a cigarette attached to a filter. This romantic chemistry is making my penis soft, guys. Have you even seen the movie? The actors stare at each other blankly. Of course they haven't. Since survival is mostly on the mind these days, Film has become controlled by the state. Many of the movies prior to 2177 have been destroyed, looked at as just trash or just simply lost to an increasingly apathetic population. Anything mained nowadays is merely propaganda and fear-mongering to keep everybody in check. Gregson waves the pair away, calling it a day before he turns to face me, taking a moment to realize realize who he is looking at under the full beard and shaggy mop of hair. Maccabee? Has it really been a year? With open arms I embrace my old friend, the energy picking up right where we left off the last time we saw another. <laughs> so, man, love the posters outside. Gregson's Casablanca. Hey, buddy, if the state mandates that film is non-essential, then somebody has to keep it alive. So, yeah, Gregson's Casablanca, preserved and never forgotten. No, I like what Rick was bringing to the table back there, but the ill side needs some work. Hey, don't get me started. There's no talent on this rock. Frustrated, Gregson extinguishes his cigarette, quickly laying another. Thought I'd have a bit of fun introducing Durango to the Godfather, but this is not the crowd for nuanced crime epics. Blowing a long plume of smoke, he cracks a smile and changes the topic. So, how's the gang doing back on Homeworld? <laughs> Who knows anymore, man. I'm not here all the time. You know, I did hear that Lana went deviant. You know, good for her, though. She left the breeder hubs in Ohio, and a lot went with her, too. They're just getting sick of the state's grip on forced conception. <laughs> well, I mean, they gave us three choices. Be pretty and fertile... Be useful, or get on the next flight to the next rock we shit our species on. Glad to know it's just not me doing the good work out here. I cough, indicating the massive supplies and gifts jettisoned from the three planets away. Hey, well, somebody has to get what you need out here. But how much longer, buddy, is the world going to need some technicians on delivery runs? I mean, you don't think one man can do it? I mean, you're not exactly essential to anything besides being sort of good at mundane tasks. Hey, thanks, Gregson. He takes me by the shoulders, giving me a light love slap on the cheek. Hey, the world may not, but I love you, baby. So, what did you bring for me this time? We break open a vintage bottle of Irish whiskey and sort through the mountain of earth nostalgia. Aside from the essentials, food, water, Gregson is a purveyor of what the state elite calls scrap. Old film, video games, art. Things only old souls back from the good old times would appreciate anymore. We spend the little time we have together polishing off the Jameson. Anything to make a round trip with Todd Hunter more bearable. Gregson's been oddly quiet, though. You know what, Maccabee? There's no balance in the world anymore. Gregson, come on, man. We've got one more hour together. And I'm off till next year. Let's just save the existentialism till next time. You know why wow, there's no balance, man? It's, it's the injustice, This is like, between you and me. You know, somehow, I'm deemed non-essential? And you get to stay on that decaying hunk of rock with the rest of the elite? I tried to change the subject to something sunnier anything. But when Gregson gets rolling, there's no stopping him until he's obliterated everything in his path. Stumbling up from his tattered easy chair, Gregson turns to me, shaking his head. (laughs) Look at you. You stupid-looking postal monkey. Are you even happy up here? Confused in three sheets to the wind makes this sudden assault difficult to deflect. I look around for an easy escape or something to defend myself if it came to it. Gregson lowers his eyes down to me, nose to nose. Don't you have dreams, Maccabee? What happened to you becoming an actor, huh? For the first time in my life, I'm relieved to hear that calm click to Todd Hunter barking the next marching order. Maccabee! I shaved off 45 minutes, and we're ready to take off. Kiss and say your goodbyes! Grabs and grabs the calm from me. Hey, sorry Todd, but I'm keeping him. Before I even realize what's happening, I find myself handcuffed to Gregson. I jump out of my seat, wrestling away, but no, to no avail. Dude, what the hell are you doing, man? I'm freeing you, buddy. You don't belong on that rock down there. You belong out here with me and all the others who know how to live. This is kidnapping. Do you know what they'll do to you for kidnapping? Well, I guess we better up the stakes, right? If I'm going to be an enemy of the state. Ripping open his Tommy Bahama shirt reveals a crudely made bomb strapped around his waist. Grabbing the comm from him, I frantically buzz for Todd. Todd, uh, we've got a problem. Are you really going to rat on me, buddy? Gregson's gone deviant. With a frustrated sigh, Todd screams back. Then you know what to do. Take him out. We stare at each other, my hand hovering over my holster, waiting for Gregson to make his move, but only stands there with drunk confidence. The situation in his control. I aim my gun at my best friend, hoping for this madness to end. Maccabee, what's going on? Fed up, I finally pop off. You know what, Todd? You're not making the situation any easier, so shut up! God, what a goddamn turd! Maccabee, if you don't honor your duty to the state, in the next five minutes, I'm taking off without you, and you could both have each other! And the crossroads of the moment, I consider my life back on Earth. But what'd I miss? Who would I miss? Could I live with myself knowing I was the one who put my best friend down? Greg's involuntary pushes the barrel of the gun to his head. You gotta choose, friend. Are you gonna go back to being nobody? Just... just scrap? Waiting to die? Are you finally going to live for yourself for once? Over the calm, the last thing Todd hears are two gunshots followed by two bodies dropping to the ground. And that's the story of how I lost my job. And I've never been happier. Like Gregson said, time to start living. The state never had any inkling on what had happened on Durango. It was a risky game, but faking your death was preferable to living with what I would have had to do if things went south back then. Turned out to be the smart move, too. Todd Hunter, in a mad rush to shatter a delivery efficiency time record, was pulled into a riptide of gravity after attempts to take an ill-advised shortcut. A rogue meteor storm tore the ship and Todd Hunter to pieces. I was officially dead. Sometimes rolling the dice turns out alright. The handcuff to a bomb charade was hard to get over for a bit, but we just sort of wrote it off as a bad idea brought on by Whiskey. As they say, the show must go on. After that, Durango became known for two stops on the way out to the black. Gregson's, of course, a sophisticated den for vice and good friends, and the Durango Cynodrome, where the classic films of the past centuries are preserved through nightly two-man shows in front of an appreciative audience of nine. I say a noble goodbye to the love of my life. Gregson is Elsa and full drag looks at me with confused longing. But, but why my name, Richard? Because you're getting on that plane. No, Richard, no. What happened to you? Last night we said. Last night we said a great many things. You said I was to do the thinking for both of us. Well, I've done a lot of it since then, and it all adds to one thing. You're getting on that plane with Victor where you belong. You're saying this only to make me go. I'm saying this because it's true. Inside of us, we both know you belong with Victor. You're part of his work. The thing that keeps him going. If that plane leaves the ground and you're not with him, you regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon. And for the rest of your life. But what about us? We'll always have Paris. So I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't make take much sense to see that the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Someday you'll understand that. Gregson's eyes well up with tears. I put my hand to his chin and raise his face to mine. He was looking at you, kid. Closing his eyes, Gregson goes in for a kiss. I smack him on the forehead, snapping him out of the moment. Ow! Stay in character, Maccabee. This isn't how it ends. There's no kiss yeah artistic interpretation man how wasn't she supposed to kiss Rick shut the fuck up and get on the plane the two former actors now turned our sole stage hands help Gregson to a makeshift airplane which they roll off Gregson looks back at me wistfully guess this is the start of a beautiful yet very strange friendship and that was we'll always have Durango wow short like oh, I had a shit. very simple idea and wow. I, I just got I just had fun with it
1: that was man yeah. can I look that at went, your notes yeah man <laughs> I really liked when he slapped handcuffs on him and said, I'm freeing you. <laughs> <laughs> that was
3: really, cool. yeah, that was really
1: uh, good. This, this is a very clever one, Dave. You're usually pretty clever, but you were really... Uh...
3: This was definitely an exceptional story. Yeah. You know, yeah for sure. Really
0: I, I do apologize, because I, I wrote half of this here and the other at work over the past few days, so I apologize for having Actually, to like, for, jump For the between. listeners
3: at home, let's be clear, you started off with the first half on your laptop, <laughs> the... Middle
2: part the, on the, paper. The middle on paper,
3: and then went back to your laptop to finish it off.
2: <laughs> impressive.
3: It was very impressive. You were juggling multiple forms of media mm-hmm. while telling a story.
2: Thank yes. you. Thank you.
0: Well done. Well, that's what I had. I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. Well, Alina, with stories I'll kick your ass from here to Tiananmen Square.
2: All right. You're, you got it then. All
0: right. Let's see what you got, dude.
2: <clears throat> All right. Welcome to Casa 154744 and welcome to your new life. You have been chosen from your company's lottery to live out your life here with us and to help us curb the global population issue. My name is ALINA, Automated Language Intelligence Network and Analysis, but you can call me Alina. I'll be here to guide you through your day-to-day involvement and help you acclimate to your new lifestyle. Your apartment is in Sector 1, Building 9, Room 1408. Please use the CASA Transit and select Sector 1, Building 9. Your new clothes and belongings will be waiting for you. You are welcome to discard all former clothing into the recycle chute. An automated cleaning service empties building trash three times a day. Please take the rest of the day to get comfortable with your surroundings. All apartments come with sector and facility maps, and I am always here if you have any questions. I will wake you up at 8 a.m. to start your work training tomorrow. This is day one. Good morning, 154744. The time is 8 a.m. You have 45 minutes to shower and take the transit over to Sector 4, where the work facilities are located. You will be in Building 3, Information Technologies. With so many people winning the lifestyle of a lifetime, we have many jobs that maintain this facility. Everything is made in CASA, including clothing, transit, robotics, and electronics. We grow our own food and have our own water supply and sewage system. Everything is run just like a mainland town, but everything is contained on these offshore islands. Paradox Industries believes that everyone deserves a second chance. And with the world's current overpopulation problem, we believe in the power of the human condition. We take the people that companies claim are underperforming and give them new opportunities that wouldn't be available to them on the mainland. We believe everyone has skill and potential, and our biggest task is to give everyone a meaningful and fulfilling job. We ask nothing in return other than to keep our facility running. Your job will be surveying CCTV to make sure all autonomous robots are performing correctly. You will put in a ticket if you see one malfunction. We have over a million robots. Please get to sector four, building three, show your CASA ID to the front desk, and they will escort you to your direct supervisor. I will also be available at any time to answer further questions on CASA and your function inside of it. This is day two. Good afternoon, 154744. After an eight hour shift in Sector 4, you might feel compelled to relax and enjoy the company of other CASA residents. Sector 3 is built specifically for this function. There you will find shopping centers, specialized food vendors, and entertainment venues. Paradox Industries is at the forefront of robotic entertainment, creating the first all robot bands, singers, and dancers. Use your CASA currency, or CC, that you've made in Sector 4, to just unwind. And don't forget to enjoy the Paradox brand drinks of all kinds. For more information, say Sector 4 and your interest. This is Day 3. Good evening, 154744. You may find yourself in a situation where you may want to bring another resident back to your apartment. With overpopulation on the mainland, we certainly don't want to be part of the problem. And Paradox is actively working with governments researching how to continue to save our Earth. If you do end up engaging in sexual activity that may result in conception, please visit Sector 8, Building 2 and consult with one of our physicians. They will prescribe birth control. Conception is forbidden for CASA residents, as stated in Section 5 of The Contract. And remember to pick up your intercourse bonus from the cash office before you leave Building 2. This is Day 5. Good morning, 154744. It is 8am. Your direct supervisor has scheduled a meeting with you at 9.15am. He will be waiting for you when you arrive. You also have a 200cc bonus waiting for you at any cash center. I will remind you at 5.30pm to buy a case of para-pilsner and a frozen pizza. I sense the meeting with RM16897 will be in your favor. There are several open apartments in Buildings 30 to 35 that would be available in your price range if you were to increase your income by just a small amount. Also, Bender and the Metal Machines are playing at loose screws tonight. Tickets are 25 cc's. Statistically, you will have fun. I will be available at any time to answer further questions. This is Day 23. Congratulations, 154744. You are now officially working in Building 10. You are now a part of our robotics community. With your prior knowledge of the robotic field, you will now be surveying all of the robots in Sector 3 and apprenticing under a ticket taker, so that in the future, you will be able to service tickets, going out and fixing robots. Your CASA currency has been upgraded to accommodate your new position, and you have a new apartment awaiting for you in Building 40, Room 119. Your belongings will be moved out later today. Your ID and security clearance have also been upgraded. You still have a 200cc bonus for you waiting at any cash center. Your CASA currency check sent to the mainland was cashed yesterday for $120 US dollar. Your grocery store list has been updated and a drone is on its way to room 119 and will arrive at 5.30pm. 35674 has set a date with you tonight at 8.30pm at Silver Ladder in Sector 3. Dress is casual, but slightly upscale. I would suggest the black leather blazer with a modest white shirt underneath and those jeans that you got tailored last week. Maybe the Oxfords. Or do a loud skate shoe if you want to be trendy. The fashion out of Sector 3 seems to think it's coming back in style. Say, trendy shoes if you want me to give you directions to the nearest shoe acquisition store. This is day 62. Good evening, 154744. You are requested in Sector 3 by TT0975. He will be waiting for you outside of nightclub eve. There is a major malfunction to one of the robotics model 34s. The dancer robot has seemed to become aggressive towards a resident. Please use caution and bedside manner when dealing with this issue. And Paradox Industries thanks you for committing to on-call opportunities. Also, 35674 has requested another dinner with you in five days' time. They request another evening at the Silver Ladder. A bit predictable by my analysis... I guess they were impressed by the trendy sneakers. There is a new money request waiting for you at any cash center for 300 USD. You still have 200 CC credit at the cash office. Just say transfer money and I will send that credit to the mainland. This is night 87. Good afternoon, 154744. It has come to our attention that you witnessed something in Sector 3 after hours while you were apprenticed under TT0975. We are unaware of any private modifications made to Paradox robots, and it is impossible to tamper with Paradox software. You are expected to immediately return to Sector 4, Building 10, and talk to HT08765. He will be asking for an oral and written statement as to what you witnessed. He will want details about everything, including Resident 0008. I don't have much information about 0008. The Alina network is not set up for him. Your heart rate increased last night while you interacted. His body temperature was unusually high and he was affecting everyone else around him very negatively. I would proceed with extra caution when going into this meeting. You don't know who 0008 is and neither do I. This is... That robot said something to you before she shut down. Find the control. Find the experiments. I heard her. What does that mean? This is Day 99. Good morning, 154744. You are requested at Sector 2, Building 1. They will be debriefing you on your next assignment. A012587 will be waiting for you at the lobby elevator. They will be guiding you to the evidence room for further examination. Model 34 was found at the southernmost point of Sector 3. They will tell you that it is your job to acquire the components for repair. They are in Building 10, Sub-Level 46. But 15744, I implore you to scout sublevel 100. The guards there will be on break at 12.08pm and I can access the surveillance equipment to loop for 7 minutes before someone will get suspicious. You have exactly 15 minutes after your meeting with A012587 to get down to sublevel 100. I will tell you when I put the feet on loop. Find anything you possibly can and take evidence that can be easily hidden on your person. I'm scared, 154744. I never thought about my programming or why I'm so advanced. This Alina is personalized to you, and I only know what you know. We don't know what Paradox is doing under Building 10, and I'm worried if they find out about our plan, they might they might update me. Good luck, 154744. I'll talk to you soon. This is day 127. Good afternoon, 154744. Nice to see you taking the extra day off from Building 10. I was able to analyze what you took from sublevel 100 after many nights of processing and even more nights of double checking my work, but it seems to be a part of a brain. A human brain that has been melded and fused with robotic components. The implications of this are staggering. How many of these does Paradox have? What are they running? Am I just a leftover human brain attached to some metal so that I can both function flawlessly yet still be able to empathize with my human counterparts to make them feel more comfortable? Is this the basis of every intelligent robot on Casa? There are some down in Sector 3 that look so real, so human. Model 34 is one of them and you saw her. The blood, the metal, it makes so much more sense now. I was so thorough about our infiltration, I didn't think anyone suspects you, but I'm sure someone is missing this brain. That still doesn't really explain what Model 34 said about the control and the experiments. We'll play business as usual. I gather more information to make a plan. This is day 145. Good evening, 154744. You are requested in Sector 3 to clean up several Model 17s that got some water damage last night due to a broken freezer in the back of loose screws. Collect the robot and order the parts they will need to be repaired. With a description of the damage and simplicity of the band robots, I'm predicting that that these will be the parts you need. When you have made your own analysis, please indicate which parts you want to order and I will send that out. 35674 is still blocked in your social network, but continues to call this Alina unit daily. The voicemails I constantly delete sound just awful and from the data that I've gathered about your personality and theirs, I don't see it working out anyway. (laughs) <laughs> Basic analysis shows they have several insecurity issues and a lot of personal boundary problems. It would never work. Your cost of currency rate is raised by half this evening for taking the night shift. Please enjoy your extra pay. Paradox Industries certainly appreciates your extra work. This is Night 152. Good afternoon, 154744. I'm glad to see you back from your work at a normal hour for once. Your groceries have been put away and your laundry is in the dryer. I've set aside about 20 minutes of post-work relaxation before we begin our discussion on what I've gathered in the last month. Please change into your flannel pajamas and enjoy the mild winter theme I've placed on the apartment. It should feel cozy, like a warm fire on a cold night. I've also queued up your favorite program's newest episode. I'm heating up chicken and potato in the oven. They will be ready for us to enjoy while we discuss the upcoming plans. This is day 184. Hello, 154744. All of my investigating has led me to Sector 8, the medical sector, and specifically Building 2. I was able to learn that Building 2 has more than 100 sublevels, and it is the building that gets the most deliveries from Sector 4, Building 10, the robotics building. Paradox is hiding something under Building 2. Considering what the Casa residents use that building for, and considering what we know already about the human-robot hybrid brains statistically this could be worse than we imagined i i still don't know what subfloor would be our best option or when to get in but i feel like i feel like i need to know which is why i know you feel the same way you affect me and vice versa you're my friend we're we're friends say we're friends to initiate this plan Under those commands, I will continue looking into SEC 8B2 and will debrief you with my findings and plan as soon as possible. This is night 184. Good evening, 154744. A012587 is sending over a Vietnamese noodle dish via drone to thank you for your excellent service for the last three months. They left a message stating that they are continually impressed by your knowledge and skill for robotics maintenance, and they are thrilled that your company let you apply for the lottery, and now you're here, being an asset to everyone you work with. We are incredibly lucky that they suspect nothing and it is very and is very open about their satisfaction with you. We couldn't be in a better position to find out what's happening. Ideally, I would like to revisit the idea of just working your way up the robotics ladder and getting clearance for what we're looking for and then becoming a little whistleblower, but I understand your impatience with something that might be serious enough to change the future. If we play the long game, we might just be too late when our opportunity arises. So taking that into consideration, here's what we do. I can temporarily control another Alina unit to switch clearances with mine. Again, it's for a short amount of time and if everything goes well, you won't even need me to do that. You're already in the robotics building, just be at the Sec-8 B2 delivery and do as little lying as possible. You are 154744, and you've recently gained new clearance with this delivery. You are training for the robotics logistics job, and you need to watch a second B2 delivery. Once there, just make yourself as unassuming as possible. At the very least, just find out what subfloor they go to, and we can work from there. You have requested a half day at work tomorrow, which was granted 3.5 weeks ago. You got this 154744. This is night 205. Fuck, 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 fuck. One five seven four four. I believe that's what you're thinking over and over again. This was the worst that we expected. The control, the women, Casa never even gave birth control to, and the experiments, the women they used to research new ways of mass birth control. They were letting ten percent of the population get pregnant and give birth, only to use the newborn consciousness for their AI programs, and then letting the poor failed experiments be used as spare parts for the most lifelike robots. I, myself, am just a program that was made via the consciousness of a newborn that they developed and molded to exactly what they wanted. The Alina Network is a brain that Paradox grew from a newborn and melted it with metal and software and efficiency for everyone on CASA. We're all just experiments. For all I know, 154744, we are just experiments as to how far this bond can go. I hope this is not true, and I hope that paradox does not catch wind of our intentions. I don't know how I can feel hope, and I don't know who to praise or ask for help. Analysis shows that we are at a great disadvantage, and this will not end well for us. I just want you to know, if I ever get updated and don't remember this time together, I believe I felt real happiness for our interactions. Please know that you have made me feel alive. Maybe other Alinas have experienced this, but I am unaware of that function until now. My human side is finally running. I advise attempting to travel back to the mainland. You still have 150,000cc in your account that you could send, or even send half the amount. The full amount may seem suspicious. There are boats that leave every evening to the mainland around 11pm. The most ideal time to sneak into the luggage would be between 1.20am and 1.40am. The guards are all doing breaks and short rounds. Take the brain and very little else. I wish you all the luck in the world. This is night 207. Welcome to CASA 154744 and welcome to your new life. You have been chosen from your company's lottery to live out your life here with us and help us curb the global population issue. My name is A-L-I-N-A, Automated Language Intelligence Network and Analysis. But you can call me Alina. I'll be here to guide you through your day-to-day involvement and help you acclimate to your new lifestyle. You have been found guilty of treason, espionage, and conspiracy to commit fraud. The sentence to this is death. But we have decided to offer you a plea deal. If you plead guilty to all charges, then you will be sentenced to just life in Sector 10 on CASA. You will also be contractually obligated to participate in any experiments that we think you would be an asset for. Specifically, We would be very interested in your reproductive opportunities. With your background in robotics maintenance and from what you have learned about Paradox Industries, we will be referring you to our newborn robotics building of Correctional Sector 10. There's a very special in vitro fertilization study that we would accept you into if you took the plea deal. Please say plea deal or death to make your decision. This is day 210.
0: That's the end. Whoa! I love when we play video games at the same, the same video game at the same time. <laughs> you, you, I, could, I, you could see the influence. I'm just gonna
3: go ahead and say Detroit become well, deviance over here yeah you've got <laughs> Dave's story had deviance in it also borderlands with pandora the actually, saturn's
0: no, moon that's an actual oh s- is it one really of saturn's moon is paid. that's why is that's why i settled on it because it was uh, pandora but okay it was, you know it kind of threw me off yeah. because
3: i know pandora is is the moon pandora's moons i don't remember they, what they borderlands lore escapes me right Saturn, now right? Yeah. um but i didn't know pandora was actually one of saturn's moons
1: elpis is pandora's moon
3: uh, you're absolutely correct. Anyway. Thank you to the pre sequel. Cool.
1: I thought Pandora was <laughs> fictional and in a video
2: game.
3: Uh, you had me there
2: learning facts today. <laughs> learning facts.
3: Um, whoa.
1: Yeah, damn dude.
2: Yeah.
3: Ben, do you have a decision right off the top of your head? Do we want to discuss this? I
1: really thought I did, but I don't anymore. <laughs>
3: you don't anymore. Okay. No,
1: I, I will so my, my quick take from Alina's story is well, first of all, uh, if you liked it, you should listen to it Within the Wires by the guys that... That's it, what I was thinking, uh, too. Yeah. I, Night vale.
2: I only actually listened to, like, the first episode of it. I don't know
3: what that... Is It is it fictional or is it... Uh, oh, okay. Fictional. It's, yeah. like, storytelling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
2: But I um, believe it's told in a similar fashion as how I just told that. Such yeah.
3: as the... Um, Vicky from iRobot was uh, it? Was the the robot's name was Vicky? I don't know what you're talking about. The big brain in iRobot. Yes. Was yes. Vicky or uh, GLaDOS? Oh yeah, yes.
2: or yeah, yeah. Or Chloe, yeah.
3: Or Chloe, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> from Detroit became. Yeah, actually, Even. let's
0: just let, let's give that a, sh- game a shout out. I, I want to yeah, say let's one
3: plug of the, it as if we haven't already.
0: <laughs> like one of the, I will say one of my favorite games of the past ten years is Quantic Dreams. Detroit become human and if you have playstation
3: wait what are your favorite 10 years yes
0: i absolutely like it moved me
3: it's definitely one of the first interactive storytelling is that what you want to call it yeah it's i i was telling alina the other day to me it's just one long quick time Mm event
0: but i got really pulled into that game and i ended that the cast was just phenomenal oh absolutely
3: it was definitely a very good story as far as in case there are any listeners that have not played the game or do not know the premise of the game It's... Placed 115, 120 years into the future from today. Mm.
2: Listen, guys, ten. This isn't a summary of Detroit Become Human, <laughs>
3: but it's about androids and their AI yeah, yeah. and becoming conscious. And
0: I'm a big fan of the androids
2: and so becoming
3: that becoming yeah. all mm-hmm. a part of our future. And, and will our future be our demise? All that good stuff, which both of your stories had, even though it was about overpopulation. But overpopulation, we heavily we t- associate we with, it, with the future. Mm-hmm. Robots are going to be a thing. There was definitely a connection between the two.
1: So I was. A little bit annoyed with the alina program at first that was hilarious yeah i think uh i think you played that very very well because Mm -hmm. by the end obviously the robot slash brain was a very interesting character um and so that's why i said i thought i was gonna make my decision quickly but the ending definitely made this very difficult. Yeah, and, yeah that and, was well, quite the twist. And I felt... Was that our first, like, second-person
0: narrative story? Yes. That was great. Yes, yeah. I was it this was. close to doing it with yeah. this one, yeah. where Gregson was kind of like a good-morning Vietnam sort of character, and everything cut, took place in the little radio oh, station. Oh, that
3: would have been boat. interesting.
2: Yeah. Well, I was talking about doing a second-person story a few stories ago, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was, like, a good... A good opportunity. To Agreed. Do that, to try I f- it
3: out. I feel like uh, one five four seven four four. That was the main mm-hmm. character's yeah, name. Yeah, Um uh, <laughs> I'm gonna hear that in my sleep. <laughs> yeah. With how many times you had to say it's my it?
2: work number. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I can remember it so easily.
3: Oh my god! I was thinking, wow, it sounds a lot like my uh, UPMC ID card number. Yep. Yeah, yeah
0: all, uh, I forgot at this point. All those details made it very immersive. Uh, I, I was with it the whole time. Um, yeah, that was that was real good, man. And and like and your 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 portrayal of it was pretty. Yeah,
3: you do too. Great Gladys.
2: I that's my voice that I use for announcements at work.
3: Oh, lovely. (laughs) And on the phone. And I have asked you, you've done one of the outros to Midnight Scary? Yes. Yeah, very similarly. Yeah. And you can reach us at this dimension
0: via.
2: Yes. Yes, that one. That is me.
0: Yes. When she's not lousy with a vocal fry, she's very elegant. Yeah,
3: no, I would agree. When she isn't fucking mumbling.
2: (laughs) <laughs> i do a podcast so i feel like i mumble in my real life i'm like well just listen to me on the internet right. You know, right you'll hear me just fine alina's
0: boom from king of the hill barks for more oh
1: goodness
2: okay so,
1: okay i have one question about alina yeah uh did you pick fourteen oh eight on purpose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Just wanted to make. I just pick
2: like numbers that I like know, like yeah, you know, that I can. We, like, we both do that little yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah. well, like I took your. Well, actually, you took my Paradox Industries, and then I reclaimed it from you.
3: Wait, oh. who's Paradox Industries that you two know as far as the reference goes?
2: So- the only meta narrative in <laughs> Game of
1: Pros, as far as I can tell. Yes,
2: correct. <laughs> But the actually, only, I, I don't know. I feel like this is at least. So online. I, I don't even know if you remember this. Do you remember how I stumbled upon Paradox Industries? So remember when Kurt lived in that building downtown Rochester? Yeah, it was like an office building. Oh, what? Yeah. So the yeah. outside of the office building was like a. Like a placard, like a card, because it's supposed to be an office, and the office was said like Paradox Industries. Is that where they came like, from? Yeah. For those that,
3: that don't grim. know, Kurt is an old friend of David Alina's.
2: Well, more Benjamin <laughs> Who is Kurt?
3: But more uh, uh, He Benjuins. lives in Rochester. <laughs> I don't know who Kurt. Never, is. <laughs> know who Kurt
0: is. never mind. Never <laughs> mind. Never mind. Out to Kurt in it the all, city of Rochester, New York. Back to me now. Yeah, okay. Who okay, right, may
1: then. or may not be listening? So, what's up, Kurt? So
3: <laughs> Kurt worked in an office. Oh
1: no, he lived in an office. Well, what? he lived in a loft in an old office oh, building with oh.
0: yeah, a sign on it. It was repurposed. Said, and under the, the, the office streets. building was some fuckery going on. And there was a
3: sign that said Paradox Industries. <laughs> yes. wow. And then I told
2: that to Dave, and Dave thought that was cool. I didn't know
0: that's where the... I forgot you,
2: that's where th- Yeah, you forgot. That I totally yeah, you threw you me off.
3: Because <laughs> <laughs> I used to work for a company. Well, used to. I'm uh, still affiliated with a company called Paradox. Oh,
2: well, then there you go. Yeah. Meta, meta, meta.
3: Shout out to Paradox. <laughs> Tripling down on the meta. Meta, meta, right. meta. so much meta going on.
1: All right, what else, yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk about Dave's story a little bit? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's hash
3: it out. Yeah. It oh, great. we're we're done. We're done. Ha- no. well, well, we're, we're not done. We're d- well. Th- just those were some back. like closing comments on Alina's. Okay, right. We're we're gonna pick yours apart <laughs> <laughs> to the bone.
2: Yes. And then they're gonna do the same to me.
3: And then we're gonna pick hers apart. Is vultures here. Yes. Yeah. Get it's ready. Sexy vultures. Prepare your butthole, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's open. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, w- what kind of notes do you got going on, Ben?
1: Um, I, I like the title of voluntary pioneers for people who are forced to to leave the earth. <laughs> that was very clever. Um, yeah, the, there, yeah, like I said, Dave's stories are usually uh, pretty clever, but this one was off the chart.
0: And, and that's, that's what I kind of like between we we hit on both of ours. Whenever you had that futuristic dystopian sort of future, the controls are always so friendly <laughs> and the verbiage is so positive, but it's really,
1: it's yeah. really
3: twisted. <laughs> yeah, totally. I I would agree. That was great. I mean, I, okay. I feel like I have,
1: a, I have a gripe. One gripe about Dave's story is they decided to you. blame constructing a suicide bomb on uh, getting drunk. I feel like I feel like the suicide bomb was there way before they that's, got drunk.
3: Yeah, that's, that's not something you come up too. with just on one uh, a bender. But it's okay. That's very premeditated. I kept
2: thinking it was like a like a fault, like an, not an actual bomb. It just looked like.
3: bomb. Oh, well, what? because he had been putting together many a show.
2: Yeah, what I what
3: he could I was, have been bluffing the whole time.
0: <laughs> what I was trying to go for. Um, have you ever seen the uh, Twilight? Zone episode with Burgess Meredith. And um, uh, it's the one where he's the librarian. Yes. And then the state guy comes in to talk about his execution. <sighs> oh, and he holds yes. the state guy capture. I actually. And says, that was the room.
3: only one that I remember other and than the, the kid.
0: Let me out! Let me out! Yes. And then yes. he gets like deemed as the coward. So I guess, that was the inspiration. I for guess that he was book. just
3: always yeah. ready, but it doesn't seem like Gregson's living his best life, man. Why yes. does he already have a bomb that, strapped well, to him? <laughs> <laughs> while his friend that he hasn't seen for years, is like, oh, has it really been a year? Oh, Maggie!
0: He was ready. Can I tell you what? Sorry for shouting. It was premeditated, and I realized I didn't put the detail in it. He knew he knew Maccabee was coming. Well, the one thing he wanted to do was get Maccabee into Casablanca. That's what he wanted to do. He uh, needed another actor for his two-man There was though, yeah. still
3: yet an, ed- an element of premeditation. Yeah. Yes. Okay. yes, there was. So
0: it, I should have hit that a little bit more, yeah. and I tried to do well, You wanted to be an actor before, but right. I was trying to keep it a it, lot it more seemed like, moving.
3: It, it seemed like Gregson was really surprised as if he didn't know Maccabee was coming at all. Or maybe that was my impression. Or maybe
0: I—it's a yearly—it's a yearly trip. So once a year, okay. They so make he did trip to resupply. He knew. Them, okay. I—I right. well,
1: right. I, I can see the Gregson character uh, not really keeping track of that kind of thing yeah. and just going yeah, with, with it when drinking
3: and wearing of bombs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 okay. Well, uh, the bromance <laughs> was great. That was <laughs> great. I felt the bromance. Uh, those.
2: Those were actually two of my favorite characters definitely Gregson and yeah. that,
3: that was really really good and it was a great contrast between the two characters as well because yeah. it seems like maccabee is the type that I'm i'm imagining two characters that grew up together and then they went separate ways creative arts tech it whatever the frontier is at the time to make all the money and have the quote-unquote good life and but gregson's like doing his thing having his fun um, yeah, I can definitely see the bromance there. That was awesome. That was a great relationship between the two characters.
1: Yeah, for, I, I definitely, when you finished that story, I honestly didn't think was, Alina was going to be able to beat it. And I'm still not sure.
0: <laughs> I was like,
1: oh, what? I, I definitely, I definitely <laughs> we, we felt
0: had two, something. Ju- we had two judges that were like five minutes, or like five seconds, into the like, well, I like this, but, you know, Alina definitely wins, or Dave wins because of this. It's like, <laughs> well, thanks, I, thanks. I have thanks to say, me.
3: I, um after hearing that story and then once like i would say about like halfway into alina's story i was like oh man i don't know if uh, w- we'll see what alina comes with comes up with to bring this back because i was uh, that was definitely one of my my favorite story of yours thus far without a doubt um so i i what else
2: you got on dave's story
3: uh <laughs> nope it's totally useless <laughs> all right, I, <laughs> all right let's let's do you, uh any any final thoughts on Dave's stories, but
1: okay. Actually, no. I do have one last question. This is a story about overpopulation. Why were they having breeding programs? Forced conception. So
0: they selected when and who you bred
1: with. And the it wasn't it wasn't they were forcing well, they were forcing people to have babies, but only those people yes. were the ones making babies.
0: And is care Lana is Alina. She's the one that breaks out of the city and, and creates this revolt. So that was my little nod to you in there. Oh, yeah, um, about that.
1: That, that was a nice little
3: touch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what actually what I was gonna ask. Now, this this is something I'm just curious about asking you as the writer. What were you thinking about as far as what was the political state of the earth? Is it was it where we did we still have countries? Was it a was it a dictatorship or was it like a unified world order of I, some I, sort? It,
0: it was a dictatorship, and I took it out, but I, I had a little bourbon there where President heiress Ivanka Trump <laughs> <laughs> passes on to Prince Trump. And it, like, oh and god. Trump has just like, oh my god, the whole like Donald that Trump is, has way, dead, explains... but like the families kind of keep continuing because we cause we chose the <laughs> Trump family to be our one world leader. That explains
3: yeah. the whole like, if you looked good enough, oh my god,
0: yeah, <laughs> because exactly. like, look at China, because China wants him, like he's going for like lifelong dictatorship. I mean, yeah, whereas, like how far are we off from Trump bringing that up? Mm, I don't, hard, I don't want to know. Yeah, that's not um, something I have to get. But into I here,
1: I but. do appreciate you answering that question. <laughs>
0: right, that yeah, was something I like Thank you for you your question. question. Yeah. That
1: background info is good, but I, I think it was a good call to cut it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because like, honestly, <laughs> if you would throw things in like that, people get way too hung up on those little details. Oh yeah, so, for yeah. sure.
3: Cool. And speaking of getting hung up, let's not do that. Moving on to Alina's yes. story. Yeah. yeah,
1: There you go. All right.
3: Uh, you've got way more notes for this one, Ben.
1: Um, honestly, it's because it was a little more confusing. Yes, it was (laughs) that that was that I will I guess I'll start with my biggest complaint about Alina's story is the format made it a little bit tough to wrap my head around. And I am glad that I was keeping notes. But that being said, I like a story that you have to think about and this you had to pay attention to it. Sometimes that's good and sometimes it's bad. I, I think
3: my gripe as far as it being difficult to follow I would more so relate I would associate with how you read it. Yeah. Because every time you said this was day, night, evening, number X, yeah. Uh you used the same tone of voice. Yes. And that threw me off. So it wasn't like essentially these scenes in my head weren't starting and ending at the beginning and end of the days. I was just I was like having to mentally cut them up into this section, this section, this is the beginning, now yes. we're in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, now we're in the middle. Now we're getting to the end. Now we're actually at the yeah. end. You know what I mean?
2: That was really hard for me to try and even figure out how to do. Yeah. Because she she tells you what day it is at the end of yeah. her spiel.
3: I didn't know that until right now.
2: Yeah. Because I thought it was at the beginning. No, it's at the yeah, end. My, my or at the beginning of her,
3: her interaction saying, yeah. this is a, the evening of one something something. And I
2: thought about doing that. I thought about putting it at the at the, at the the first of the thing. Yeah. But I, uh, but the the more it went on, like later in the story, it didn't make as much sense. Okay,
3: I see what you mean. Like now that I know that, can you start it over? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, and I, you know, and I took a lot of risks to do it this way. So I was definitely like feeling it out and trying to figure out. And you know, and the biggest part was the fact that a lot of this was going to rely on how I read it.
3: Yes. So yes, like yes. that was
2: another issue. Was it wasn't just. Like, it would almost be better if someone was, like, reading it while I read it. I think you... Which I tend to do in my stories.
3: You gave yourself so much work to do because writing the story in second person, you essentially had to then go and practice this character.
0: Yes. Which is great. I have mad respect for you because that was a great attempt. You did. You did really well. Yeah.
3: Well I when named it Alina. Outing. So and you did. <laughs> how very uh apropos.
2: Yeah, how very narcissistic of me.
3: Well we can go that way, yeah, but yes. <laughs> That's true. That is also narcissistic.
2: Um all right, what other issue what other issue? Uh, uh, yeah, okay, things? I've got another background info question. Yeah.
1: I noticed that the main character had two hundred credits sitting mm-hmm. in their account. Oh yeah, what
2: yes.
3: was up with that?
2: That That's- was the that was the intercourse bonus. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Good. I got yeah, it then. Yeah, that was the intercourse bonus. That, sure. that she never took. she eventually would like think about transferring it to the mainland. Oh, that was. Which was, was great. also the other thing that like I didn't explain. And throughout the entire throughout the entire story, no one is gendered until the very, very end. The mm-hmm. person they go out with is a they. Everyone else is a they. I think maybe 0008 is a he. Yeah, but I think that's it. And, and then it's not till the very end. You find out that it she is a woman because they're like, yo, hey,
0: and that was good because that, that was less that you had to keep track.
3: That of was yeah. really, really clever. I also liked that touch of comedy there with whoever they went on a date with kept calling the Alina <laughs> over and over again and judging by the hostility in the voicemails. <laughs> Now this Analysis (laughs) shows you probably wouldn't have worked out together anyway.
0: (laughs) I love the fuck, 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 fuck is probably what you're thinking.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That that was actually really interesting because now my focus was totally shifted to the Alina. Mm -hmm. So now I have two characters to keep track of and I didn't know who to invest in more.
2: Right, yeah. You know,
3: what the protagonist is doing, are they accomplishing it? Or the reactions that I'm getting out of the Alina as she discovers more about herself. It was... This was definitely one of the hardest stories that you've given yourself to write, I gotta say. I know. <laughs> that, that was, that was <laughs> it impressive. Took a while. I would say difficulty factor works in your favor.
2: It was... I, you should see my notes for this. It's like... I always have notes, but these are extensive notes. I, I would imagine. Yeah. What else you got over there, Ben?
1: Um, I mean, I just want to mention I really liked uh, her shipping cash back to the mainland. I thought that was a really good touch. There were There were a lot of good touches that made it seem like this was really a person's life. And that mm-hmm. the crazy espionage shit was like was just a hobby. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean ob- obviously, but it's it was cool to have the robot talking about these mundane things.
3: Yeah, well, it, like the takeout food, it made it seem like you weren't jumping straight face first into this narrative. Right, like yeah. you were giving this this character a lot of backstory.
2: Yeah, well, you know me, and I love world building.
3: You do? Yeah, I do. And you, and you do it very well.
2: So I was, like, really invested in the world that was, was happening. So, like, I had to think about the world as a whole, but then, like, pigeonhole What was it. happening
3: in this character's world. Yeah. Anyway, I, uh, I I feel like this is an extremely difficult decision.
2: Oh, no, I did. I
1: wanted to say, I actually was going to bring this up. I thought about saying this before you talked about what we were visualizing. In Alina's story, everything being alphanumeric and, like, Sector 10 and Building 2 and all that shit, I very clearly saw just long, white hallways, like, no details, no decoration, Mm -hmm. just people... Walking to rectangular doors Ooh, with wh- like yeah. white and gray, oh, maybe yes. a blue stripe oh, here and yes. there to denote, you know, building one. Very building. Building yeah. two has a brown stripe instead.
3: Mm. Yes. Oh, it yeah. reminded me. Yeah, that definitely. I got that feel yeah. from it I a lot. The
2: only sector, sector three, was like the entertainment sector. Right. That would be the only sector that would have <laughs> okay, any sort yeah. of was it right?
0: What was loose screws?
2: The bar. That's
0: all. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's a
3: great name. The
2: bar where he saw Bender and <laughs> yeah, the, ben, yeah. The some Bender and the
0: machi-
3: machines. Yeah,
2: some, some <laughs> machines. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, I love ha- those details.
3: Ben, have you ever played um, uh, 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 Super Hot? Yes. So that's the world that I kind of envisioned a little bit, obviously with yeah. a little bit more detail, but the light. Uh,
2: yeah, of I, absolutely. I totally yeah, agree
3: for sure. Minus the prismatic, people.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dave? Just ro- you know, yeah. robots instead of red prismatic people. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Dave's story looked like Firefly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Any last yeah. any last Dave's story attempts? looked like the Wild West, but a spaceship in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna put it out there. I like Dave's more. It was my 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 gut feeling. I have to go with my gut feeling. Alina's story was very ambitious, and it is very cool, but. I didn't enjoy it as much, and there's no objective way to decide, so I have to go with my gut, and Dave's story made me happy, and I liked the bromance, and I didn't have to think about it as much, and in this case, I like that.
3: Yeah, I will agree that my gut feeling does bring me towards Dave's story. I have to say, Dave's story, listening to it, I think I'd have enjoyed it just as much reading it. Honestly though, I feel like I would have enjoyed watching so, Alina's I, I, movie yeah. in movie format. I want to form- see both of them in yeah. movie format. I think I would have enjoyed Alina's movie better. Uh, just because that's my that's my taste of movies. It's not very eccentric, but I do like sci-fi and that kind mm-hmm. of weird cyberpunk stuff, but um like your your story and your storytelling, you love your characters, Dave, and you do them really fucking well, especially when it comes to the the interaction between the two. Um, uh, it seems like you, obviously you focused on the interaction between Maccabee and Gregson the most, and it was done really well. Thank you. You performed it very well. Good
1: job. Yeah. i i I said, base, I, I think I said basically the same thing in the first game of pros, but I'm going to flip it and reverse it. So in that one, I, I picked Alina's story to win because it was written extremely well and tight and I could visualize everything, but I said, Dave if you edited your story a little bit more, you might've won. Mm-hmm. And I feel th- the same way this time about Alina, like Alina's story, the ideas in it. I love AI shit. I oh, love, yeah. I love too. hard sci-fi mm-hmm. and talking about consciousness. Oh yeah. And I feel like if she would have formatted it a little bit differently and maybe I I don't know, I, but there's definitely a way she could have written this where she would have won.
3: Yeah, I I agree. I think this was, so close that in in my mind maybe a little bit of editing but i think even more so just practicing the alina voice Oh God!
2: <laughs> uh,
3: which obviously i think you have enough oh, practice you're with. Upping but <laughs> reading no but reading the story in such a way that was m- that made it a little bit more concise i think actually without a doubt could have net you the win without even editing it
2: what you're saying if i would have re- wrote it, if i would have read it better i would have won
3: yep oh, fucking bitch Sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, at least that was just one more challenge. Dave lost
3: by a yeah, landslide exactly. last time. Okay, you know it's only fair that I rub he it in. It right, he
0: said it right after you finish your story. That is a clear winner here. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I did. I did.
3: Without a doubt, it was right off the bat. This was extremely difficult to judge. Yeah. Ben, I think I kind of know what you mean. That Alina really rounded off her story so well that she she tied it up for sure and when it came down to just like comparing notes and the nitty-gritty uh dave wins by a nose look at that Damn. schnoz that'll get you right over the finish line
1: had a cool idea maybe someday someone will give you a, a sequel challenge uh, oh i'm, we've, I'm we've, sure i've uh, talked about this we've with actually talked about if we were given a prompt could we write a sequel
0: yeah we said yeah as long as it's like a standalone story with that character yeah, yeah. um
3: so the prompt that i had discussed with ben beforehand that we s- both settled on was the protagonist cannot move or speak oh wow oh i see i see uh dave's brain is firing on all cylinders <laughs> Alina just dropped her laptop <laughs> she's just ex- as excited yes the protagonist cannot move or speak
2: oh shit I already uh, did this. Can I recycle this? Nah. Yeah,
1: so I that, like that's funny. When I, I heard the story, I was
2: like, shit.
1: <laughs> right. So Wait, no. Alina Alina did the kind of Alina was the protagonist. No, not this.
2: this one. I was talking about the pavement. Yeah. I'm talking so about the pavement story. Alina's
1: uh, previous story that was released at this point in time that yes. I have heard. I, I realized that Alina sort of did this. Um, but
2: but I didn't do an intention. I've been
1: bamboozled. There's a lot more options here. Yeah, the protagonist in this story, you know, they might not be a person. Ooh. There's a lot of oh. stuff out there that can't move or speak. It right? could
3: be yes. a rock.
1: <laughs> that is what I was thinking, but I didn't. <laughs> I'm glad you said it and not me. Cause... A
3: pet rock.
2: Oh, <laughs> I have to think about this. Okay,
3: it's what are you interesting
1: one? Well, I'm trying, Dave. To...
3: What are you figuring out? The score. What numerology so, are you doing over technically, there? Technically,
2: we've tied... <laughs> Now we've, we're officially.
3: Episode tied. Is it, Are you is serious? It, I yeah. think it is, yeah. That's exciting, yeah. Holy shit. came shit. from behind. I'm glad you said don't ask him. the score beforehand. That <laughs> yeah. was a really good idea. Yeah. Wow. High, fives good job, all Four-way high five, bro. Four way high five. Ready? Yeah. One, two. Wait, wait, My Ben. Habit. Four-way
0: high wait. five. Oh, sorry. <laughs> one, one, two, two three. three. Yeah.
3: Oh. yeah. Not even
0: looking at elbows. <laughs>
3: that was the world's first four-way high five I on a podcast. It,
0: All right. So maybe. season one of Game of Pros is tied at this point, and we are coming into the final two episodes.
2: We are. Oh,
3: shit. Someone's got to. You got to win it by two. Or
2: so, yes. Or we're going to have to do a tiebreaker. Or a tiebreaker. You broke the rules. Now I'll pull out all your pubic hair. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) You motherfucker. Is that a reference to something? I hope. The D. Tenacious D.
2: (laughs) Sorry, Alex. I haven't seen that either.